0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Tales from the Trail by Matchplay. In this edition, I welcome Mike Brizendine, the head coach of the men's soccer team at Virginia Tech, and returning guest, Chris Norris, the men's coach at the College of William & Mary. We discuss several ins and outs of recruiting from the perspective of a coach from arguably the most competitive soccer conference in the country, the ACC. Here we are with another edition of, we're calling it Tales from the Trail, Briz. Mm-hmm. Tales from the Recruiting Trail. Um, this is our fifth one, I believe. So welcome. Uh, we've got Mike Dean We were debating, is it Dean or Brizendine? Brizendine. Brizendine. Um, he is the head men's soccer coach at Virginia Tech. Um, and... Uh, As we'll get into, and we've gotten into some, uh, do your research on these guys. I'm not going to lay out their bios. Um, If you're a recruit and you have a desire to go to one of these schools, uh, get online and learn about them. Um, That's part of being a good recruit. Uh, I also have Chris Norris, who's the head uh, men's soccer coach at the College of William & Mary in Williamsburg, Virginia. Um, So, yeah, gentlemen, let's kind of jump right into it. as I said, Norris and I were discussing, you know, you being in the ACC, you, you encounter uh, some different uh, occasions or uh, situations, I guess, uh, that are a little unique to uh, the level that you guys are. And um, so one of the first questions we came up with was uh, for you to compare and contrast, uh, The recruiting situation between you and other you know power five type schools um who have won multiple championships um I mean you know who they are uh so like when you're in those situations you know where are you the same as as a school like that and where are you different and how are you recruiting to vie for um conference championships and and that sort of thing
1: yeah you know um there are some obvious ones, and that's the makeup of every school, right? Just our location, our size, and um, the academics that we provide. Uh, obviously, the specialties of uh, of uh, architecture and engineering for us. Those are big selling points. Um, and then, you know, another thing, and I'll just – we'll have a real conversation here. A big thing that would differ differentiate a lot of the schools is the financial aid that they can offer um, you know we have 9.9 9, uh, like most of the people um, in division one uh, but then what is the what does the school provide and I think that's where it lays a huge difference in um, programs you know I think that if you looked at the top 20 teams that are there on the regular basis and then you looked at the financial aid, packages with their schools i think you'd see a a a strong similarity um not to say that it can't be overcome it certainly can but um you get situations where you can't miss if you if you have a limited financial aid uh packaging situation um so yeah that i would say that's that's where the academics um In particular, and the the financial aid is where things really are different between Virginia Tech and all the other programs.
0: Gotcha. Um, yeah, and so trying to look through my questions here. Um, So let's let's get into like uh, you know you're you're interested in a kid, or um, uh, actually back up one step. So a kid's interested in you. And mm-hmm. you don't, you're unaware of this this uh, recruit, and they reach out to you. And you know, what are what are some of the mistakes that a recruit makes when they're reaching out to you? And what are some of the good things? We'll start with the mistakes, and then we'll follow that up with what are the, the things that make them stand out.
1: Um, I don't know if there really are mistakes. I mean, we want them reaching out. Uh, I mean, here's one thing that's happened. Um, it would be important that your readers hear this, even though they know it now. Because of all these websites that are making it easier for people to be recruited, on a click of a button, you can send out an email to every coach in the country, and so we get inundated with emails. Um, so it's it's a lot. I mean, we try to get through all of those pieces, but I mean, it's impossible. And we have a we have a full full staff and. And we try to get through all of them. Um, so there's not a mistake, but just be aware that it's just, how can you cipher through all that information? Um, and then, you know, the next piece is even if we put every player on the list, how can we see them all? Right. Um, I mean, video is good and it's a, it can probably keep you on the list, but then we're going to try to watch it live and that's where it becomes really, really difficult. Um, you're hoping that a lot of people are, um, are going to the same places and the same level. Obviously, that's not the case. Um, you know, for us, and that, I would probably say, I-, I talked to Norris enough to know that he's in the same boat. If you're in the state of Virginia, the urgency to watch you play is greater um, because we there are a lot of benefits to us getting Virginia players, um, and it's much more uh, accessible for us. Out, once we move outside the border, then it becomes um, kind of a chess game of how we can see as many players that have ever written to us um, as possible.
2: Right. I'm curious because this has become an issue for us Um, for some of these bigger tournaments. If you know, you're going, are you actually registering to show that you're attending the event?
1: Man, Norris, you always bring the thunder, don't you, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Honestly, not unless we feel we have to because of what I just said, we already have, there's the kids that we already know about that we want to try to get to come to tech. And then we already have a list of a hundred kids who have written us and that we know we're going to be there. Um, So I don't want to get, Hey, come look at me from every player that's at, you know, like Jefferson cup, which is coming up for both of us here in what two weeks, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you just don't want to be overwhelmed because we already are overwhelmed. Or at least that's the feeling. I mean, are, are, do you feel overwhelmed when you go to these tournaments, Chris?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it seems, you know, there was a period, the reason I asked the question is there was a period for the same reasons that you just mentioned, where we were not registering for events. We were just, uh, you know, we were kind of using that as as one filter for sort of removing kids from our list of players to watch, it was like, well, you know, we don't want necessarily the kids that just see us on a list of attending coaches and fire a a big mass email to us and that we can't really decipher uh, unless we kind of like go through the email with a fine tooth comb to determine if they're genuinely interested or not. Um, You know, we, we were basically like the kids that know enough about William and Mary to send us an email that says hey i don't know if you're going to be there or not but if you are i really would love for you to come and see me play is how we were operating i'm i'm becoming more and more frustrated because some of these tournaments are using that list it seems like as as a uh, point kind of kind of a gate to keep College coaches from having all the the information that we want, or or at least having it in the format that we want, is in, in terms of being able to um, to organize the schedule, you know, in a certain way, and to to be able to kind of navigate through all the kids that are going to be there. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's a big challenge, I think.
1: That's right. Um.
0: So yeah. That was actually one of my questions was as you're leading into a big regional tournament like this, um, I was actually going to ask, you know, what are the steps kids should be taking as they're reaching out to you guys as coaches, um, and, and what should they expect in return? I mean, you kind of answered it, but maybe we can just kind of, you know, get an outline of what in your minds should be in the email, um, yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, I think, I think the best way to, to kind of ask the question is like, what gets your attention? What moves the needle for you to be able to say like, yeah, we, we got to find a way to see this guy play.
1: I mean, I don't, the more information I have, the better. So I don't think there's any limit on what you can add to there. Um, Cause we will search through it. Obviously a video helps. Um, and as far as really grabbing my attention to, have me look at an email that we received today, a video that is of a player that is very, very good (laughs) outside of that. It'll, they'll just get on the list, um, for us to go watch and then see, um, because you know, we gotta, we gotta lay eyes on people and that'll be the selling point. Um, and, but there are some things in that email that'll get you kicked off. Um, you know, uh, Grades obviously are important one, like Norris. I mean, again, if you get an email with a kid who has a two four and that's what he's reporting to you, can you go any further <laughs> or do you just pass, or do you send that before that email to me?
2: <laughs> I send it to cheese actually. Ah, <laughs> <I'm smart. laughs> no, that's not fair. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, look, I think I, I, I want to be somewhat careful. You said uh, I want to clarify because you said, the more information, the better, and that's true to an extent. But we don't necessarily need your entire background, since you were a U eight player. You know, we don't need all your all your uh, you know high school accolades, usually that kind of thing. I mean, we're looking for certain pieces of information that will suggest that you can, like you mentioned, maybe do the work academically at our institutions. We're also looking for information that that suggests that you could play at this level, whether that's the the video you know, the highlight video, the two two to four minute highlight video that uh, you know, shows us your high end moments and gets us interested or excited about seeing more of you or or even, you know, the connection that you have to our university, whether it's a, a friend or a relative that played here or went to school here, um, you know, whether it's that you used to live in the area and you, you're very familiar with it. You know, something that makes us get the sense that you know a little bit more about us than just we're a good academic school and and we've had some history of success in soccer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good clarification there, Mr. Norse.
2: This isn't my Uh, first one of these.
1: Savvy veteran. I like it.
0: (laughs) So uh, what are some of the mistakes that stand out when early on in the recruiting process um, that, you know, that stand out to you that kids have made when they're reaching out to you um, and, and maybe even eliminate them from consideration. you have anything that comes to mind that the kid's done or something about them or, or that sort of thing?
1: Um, I probably have a couple things. I mean, one, talking about um, money or, early on in the combo um is not even I don't care what level you're at um it usually rubs me the wrong way um it, that gives me a sense of someone shopping and we're not a school that entertains that um and then just what kind of person you are you know Every young man who comes into my office and is here for a visit, they sit on my couch and I go through my little spiel and the type of character, um, that you have is uh, very important. Our culture is very important. We have an awesome culture right now. I'm kind of the gatekeeper. So if I see things during that time, um, so that's not, that wouldn't be through an email, but we're talking next stages of talking on the phone or, or if they, they made it for a visit, um, Those are things that are early turnoffs for us and we'll, we'll cut bait. Um, the money one, not as much. It depends on where we're at the level that would be really early on. If we know you a little bit, I mean, it's fine. That's a, a piece. Um, I think there's an appropriate moment to talk about that on both sides, but again, how, how those young men relate to their parents with our staff, with our players, um, because they could be the most talented player, but if they don't check those boxes, we'll, we'll cut court as quick as possible.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, that's actually come up in a couple in the past where, uh, you know, you, a kid comes into your office possibly and says, What's your culture? What's the culture of your program? And that's this huge, big, broad question. Um, if, if you were sitting in front of you, How would you ask, you know, about your culture and and how could someone sort out if they would fit into, you know, the culture you guys have there?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think the more appropriate question is, do you have a good culture? I don't think is. I I think that's how you get to the Mm -hmm. um, do you have a good culture? Yes. Okay. Well, what evidence do you have to prove that? Why would you say that? Um, And then I know for me, I have examples of why I believe that to be the case. Um, And like all of the recruits, um, I encourage them. And this doesn't matter at what stage we are in the recruiting, if it's just phone calls, um, because we have a bunch of Virginia boys, you know, like Norris. So if we're recruiting a Virginia kid, they usually know someone on my team. And I always tell them, call someone, you know, someone ask, don't believe me i'm I'm a good salesman. I can fool you for a 20 minute conversation essentially what I'm doing with you right now, Scott um, but uh, but ask the players and see what you think about that and um, and so that's those are the questions I would ask and I would listen and then again use my own eyes and insight when I, the coaches weren't around to see if that's the case right. um, and I, I think if you especially if you spend the night, that will tell both sides kind of what's going on and, and where they fit in. It's not a perfect science, but you get an idea. Right. Um, and usually if things go sour, it'll be because maybe playing time or, or academics have become an issue for one reason or another. Right,
0: okay. Um, yeah, visits. I don't, I don't think we've ever talked about visits, so I mean, you get invited for a visit and you're on campus and, you know, how does that normally go? What are the, what, what can a recruit expect from on a visit to either one of your guys' schools?
1: So for us, we do two, vi- there's an unofficial and an official visit. Um, the timing of when we're talking with you and what's going on um, will determine which one. Ideally, I would like both forms. I'd like the player to come on an unofficial visit, Mm -hmm. and then we bring him back for an official visit at a later time. Usually after they've committed and and in a fall, like right now anybody's coming in, hopefully it's an unofficial, and then the fall when we're playing and we have a lot going on on campus, we'd like to bring him on. Um, Also timing is one, and Chris, I'm curious um, at the Tribe how it works, but if someone that we've been talking to is interested in coming to us and they're like, hey, I can actually come this weekend, even if I wanted to bring them on an official, sometimes I can't pull that off because I don't have enough time. Are you able to flip those over pretty quick, Chris? Uh
2: Yeah, we can. And that's a pretty common scenario just because everybody's pretty busy. A lot of times people are are. You know, making those determinations pretty late as we head into a particular weekend. Um, but yeah, I mean, usually our people here will help us in any way they can to make that a possibility if if it uh, just turns out. And, and we're you know, we're always trying to push to make sure that we're not um, you know cutting it close or that we're we're not putting undue stress on our support staff, our compliance people, or anything. But uh, you know, there are just situations mm-hmm. where something comes up, maybe. Somebody had a game on a particular weekend. They didn't think they were going to be able to come. It gets canceled for one reason or another. And all of a sudden they decide, yeah, I want to jump in the car and head to William & Mary for the weekend. Um, yeah, we try to make it work. And our people are good about helping us uh, Get it make done. it a possibility. Yeah, Yeah, good. I mean, one of the things that seems to be happening more and more now. So this idea of visits, I mean, when we talk about whether it's unofficial or official, and the distinction really is is on an official visit, we can pay for things. and on an unofficial visit, we can't. We can pay for things such as travel and meals and you know hotel stays, if that's part of the equation. On an unofficial, we can't pay for anything. Um, but these are things that are are offered usually to a a select few prospects with whom we've had some significant. Contact you know some significant relationship building. Um, we've been able to evaluate them typically on numerous occasions. What I find these days is that you get a lot of people asking for visits. And you know, if it's if it's a an hour here or there for an unofficial visit, just a kind of a meet and greet kind of thing, then that's usually fine. We're going to do everything we can to make that a possibility. But um, anything beyond that 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 requires you know, the time of our support staff people, for example, then then it's it's got to be a situation where we've built a relationship and we have good reason to believe that it's worth spending those resources on, on bringing that individual on campus for a visit.
0: Yeah. Um, so you've gone through the visit, they, uh, they've hung out with players, they've seen your facilities. Um. They've eaten in the dining hall, most likely. Um, especially at Tech, I mean, it's top notch. Um, probably, you know, top five in the country. I think. Um, sorry, I'm doing your job there for you, Briz. Uh, Thank so, you. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, so. What's like they're obviously they're they're going to f- probably in all likelihood feel good about the situation, um, but like objectively, what should they? have learned from their visit to campus? Um, You know, what should they be looking to take away to help influence their decision ultimately? Yeah.
1: I mean, at that point it should be. um, If they spent the night and we went through the whole, they met everybody, they were with the players They did that for us, we're closing in on kind of a decision time. Um, If they're, and we'll talk finances during that kind of visit. Um, they should know everything. There should be nothing left. There should be nothing left to to at least know about Virginia Tech. I think at that point, then you're you're creating um, you know a list of the positives and negatives. Us first, whomever else you're looking at, um, because we we've. I mean, I I'm not carrying the Norris flag, but, you know, I've been here almost 20 years. So after you, you know, you you hone in on how to do business after that many years. Even for a JMU grad, I can figure things out after 20 years. And um, so, uh, uh, yeah, you should be in a very, very good spot. There should be nothing left, nothing, especially if we talk to finances. You should have an idea of how we do business, what we expect, um, what you can expect from us.
0: Yeah. Thing to add there, Norris. Um, I always like to
2: kind of describe it as when you complete a visit and you have a little time to process it, you should at a minimum have a gut feeling of whether you could see yourself at that university or not. And it may be depending on the timing of when that visit occurs versus, maybe when you're able to get to some of the other schools that are on your list that you're not necessarily immediately in a position to decide yes or no on that particular school, but you at least will have a strong feeling about whether it deserves to remain in your final list or not.
0: Thank you. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of Tales from the Trail. Please visit matchplayrecruit.com, subscribe to the podcast, and send any feedback and questions you may have. I'm grateful that you took the time to listen and that you found it beneficial and informative. See you on the trail.